At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to it. It is time for another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, at VEASAN Live, or you can catch them on the tweets. Tonight, we got a loaded show for you throughout the next 60 minutes. We've got postseason now, not only in the NBA, but of course, on the ice with the NHL. So we'll be joined in 15 minutes by our guy, Nick Alberga, fantasy hockey sports analyst. Always been coming on throughout this season and really in years past. Love getting his analysis. He's been crushing it with the bets. I know he's got plenty of player props, but of course, we'll look at the individual games on the slate tonight and of course, get his thoughts on the series prices. So in 15 minutes, Nick will be joining us here. Then 30 minutes from now, Adam Burke, Beeson's betting analyst, will be hopping on. We've got baseball to talk about with Adam, some of the games tonight, just really about the ball and how dead it really is and how that's affecting his betting. And just some early thoughts as we head into May throughout the Major League Baseball season. And, well, speaking of baseball, end of the show, I've got a couple futures bets that I tweeted out about a week and a half ago. I kind of want to jump into that a little bit more so and talk about another futures bet that I did add to the list last Friday. And so, of course, it happened after the show, so I want to expound on that a little bit. So we'll discuss that in 45 minutes. I do got a couple plays that I want to go through tonight. One with a prop in the NBA and one with the beginning of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So let's get into that and look at some of these props slash just games in the NBA to begin with. So let's get into it. Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour, a.k.a. My Best Bets, beginning with the Monday evening NBA slate. Dallas and Phoenix want to take a look at this game for game one out in the Western Conference. Phoenix at Bet Rivers right now is a six-point favorite. Minus 250 on the money line for Chris Paul and company. The Mavericks catching 2-1 to one odds. This total a shorter one at 214. Look, I'm going to be honest. I don't have too much strong thoughts, I guess you could say, in terms of the spread or the total. If I had to go one way or the other, I'd probably look to take the points with the Mavericks. And not just because of what we saw in the first round, but this Dallas team seems like not that a lot of people were discrediting them, but every time you kind of like, all right, this is going to be the end of the road for Dallas, or they're kind of due for some regression here. They find a way to battle and claw and just make it a really close effort. So I would lean toward Dallas. Again, not anything that I'm really in love with. Game ones are typically a little bit tricky. So I'll wait and I'll see what happens in this game and look to handicap it afterward. 
But I am looking at a prop in this matchup, and that's going to revolve around Chris Paul. So I was looking at some of the props for Chris Paul, and the one that stood out to me were his assists. And some shops had it as low as 9.5, but you were paying a pretty good penny to the over, meaning you were laying a decent amount of juice. And some books, like at Bet Rivers, for example, had CP's assist prop at 10.5. So instead of it being at 9.5 and laying juice to the over, you would get 10.5 and, and you'd be getting some plus money to the over. Plus 120 exactly at Bet Rivers, whereas the under in that case is minus 155. So looking into it a little bit more, so the reason that I'm curious about Chris Paul and his assist prop tonight is because even during the regular season, the dude was averaging about 11 assists per game, and out of 65 total games that he partook in, he went over in 35 out of 65 matchups. And he did face Dallas three separate times throughout the span of the regular season, and Chris Paul, in those three games against the Mavericks, averaged 13 assists per game, and he went over 10.5, in all three meetings had 14 twice and then 11 assists in one game now in the first round series against the pelicans chris paul was averaging even more so 11.3 assists per game and out of the six games in the first round series he went over 10 and a half assists in four out of six games so then i kind of got to thinking because a lot of times with some of these books if it's right around 10 you know you're getting a prop at like nine and a half or ten and a half I'm always curious to go, and, and I'm saying if it's not like his points, if it's like rebounds or assists, I'm always curious to go, all right, what's the price on just a straight-up prop versus the price to record a double-double? Sometimes it's really steep. Sometimes you're getting a better value, but it's always important to look that out as well. So, again, some shops, remember, had about 9.5, and, and, for example, you were laying like minus 150, or you'd have to have him get one more assist, but you'd be getting plus money. So then with that in mind, I'm looking at the odds to record a double-double. And at Bet Rivers, the yes had the best number relatively in comparison to the other outlets for Chris Paul to get a double-double. You are laying a price, but minus 134 is the number. The no is plus 105 for Chris Paul in terms of him getting a double-double tonight. So again, before we get more into just the price, let's look at what he's done in regards to a double-double. So during the regular season, again... He was in 65 games. He recorded a double-double in 34 out of 65 games. And versus Dallas, like we talked about, averaged 13 assists. But he also averaged 15 points per game against the Mavericks throughout the course of the regular season. So 15 points, 13 assists throughout the span of three games against Dallas. And he did get a double-double in two out of the three games against the Mavericks. The first one, he only got seven points, but he did rack up 14 assists. The other games, he had 18 points. 14 assists, and then 20 points and 11 assists, respectively. Now, looking at a more narrow landscape this postseason, he's averaging over 22 points per game and 11.3 assists, as we already mentioned. And he's gotten a double-double in four out of the six postseason games thus far. So I'm always someone, if you've watched or listened to the show, you kind of know this. If they're getting you a better number, meaning if you have the 10.5 available, and you get that in comparison to the 9.5, typically I'll go with the 9.5 and, and lay a little bit more. That's just me. I'm willing to pay more to have that extra security and not need to have my guy have to get one more assist. I'm not saying necessarily that that is always the correct route. That's just my personal standpoint on how I view it a lot of times. And I didn't really want to go over 10.5, but the 9 in the hook, again, the 9 in the hook that I saw was like minus 150. So at that point, instead of laying the minus 150, I should just do the yes on the double-double at minus 134 for 16 cents better, assuming he can at least get 10 points, which he obviously 
typically does on a fairly frequent basis. So that's what I'm going to do with Chris Paul. Bank it on him to get into the double digit for assists, but I want that better number. Instead of getting to 10 and a half, I'm fine with getting him over nine and a half. And then we're assuming he can at least get double digit points, which of course he's done very often. So I'm going to go in with Chris Paul to record a double double tonight against the Mavericks, the yes minus 134. So that's the only NBA action I got tonight. We'll probably be back with more tomorrow since we got a good foundation of some of the games that we already saw with the Warriors and the Bucks. Obviously, now they're getting into game two. I know we're feeling pretty good about our Bucks tickets after game one. They got a nice win on the road, so we'll see how they bounce back after that first win. Because, of course, we're sweating out Milwaukee to win in seven games at 7-1 odds and Milwaukee to win in six at plus 550. And we have our Bucks championship tickets and in that series to go over five and a half games so a lot going on in terms of the bucks and uh, what may happen against the celtics in that series all right let's move away from basketball really quick because naturally we also have the start of the hockey postseason the stanley cup playoffs to look forward to tonight and i know there's a lot of interesting games but one series really stood out to me when i was kind of going over all these matchups and that's Tampa Bay and Toronto, the Lightning and the Maple Leafs. Now, Toronto does have the home ice advantage throughout this series, but you know the adage about Toronto and being able to trust them in the postseason doesn't usually go too well when you do. So I'm looking at the series price to begin, and I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of curious where this is because there was some discrepancy in the series price at the different outlets in Illinois. And Toronto was as high as minus 130 at some shops, and the best number I saw that you could get on the Lightning was plus 110. And I'm like, man, I kind of like that value on Tampa Bay, right? They're back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions, and seldom would you ever get that value with them in a series price. I mean, maybe in a series price, but even in a game, because we saw them for this individual game at about plus 110. More on that in a second, though. So the Lightning were 2-1-1 one, one versus Toronto during the regular season. So both teams got to win at home. Both got to win on the road. The most recent meeting was an 8-1 to one Lightning win, but Campbell, the Maple Leaf starting goalie, was not in net that game. So you got to keep that in mind. Jack Campbell, typically the starter for the Maple Leafs this season, posted a record of 31-9-6, 2.64 goals against average, save percentage of about 91.5%. He tallied five shutouts, and four of them came at home where he had a 19-5-1 record, 2.22 goals against average, 92.5% with his save. So he was really strong at home. Now, versus Tampa Bay, he played in three out of the four games, allowed seven goals, on 85 shots, came out to a save percentage of 92%. That's Campbell against the Lightning, not too shabby. Can you trust him, though? Can you trust the Maple Leafs? Campbell doesn't have that deep of postseason experience, only seven games under his belt from last year against the Canadians. So that's what we got numbers-wise on Campbell. What about Vasilevsky? All right, we know he's got... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Got plenty of postseason experience as at this point, but this past season was a little shaky for Tampa Bay and maybe Vasilevsky in terms of what we've seen in the past. But he had an overall record of 39, 18, and 5. 2.5 goals against average, save percentage of 91.6%, only two shutouts. Now, both of those did come at home, but we're more curious for this game, in particular, how he did on the road. He was 19-10-1, 2.77 goals against average, 91% with his saves and no shutouts. It was a little shaky on the road, but again, it's tough to continue the dominance after back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. You expect him to kind of vamp it up when you get to the postseason. First Toronto, 2-1-1. 2.97 goals against average, save percentage of 92%. All right, so I'm looking at that. I was like, wow, there's some decent value with Tampa Bay. I don't want to bet the series right now in case they do lose game one because then I'll look to get better value on the Lightning, right? I'm still going to have confidence even if they lose game one, but then I'll just wait and see if they can get better value. I mean, you will, assuming they lose this game, and then I'll look to jump on the Lightning for the series price. But that doesn't mean I don't want to get involved in game one. I'm going to take Tampa Bay on the money line tonight. Plus 110 is what you saw earlier at Bet Rivers. Right now, you're seeing about plus 107 with the Lightning in the spot. I like Tampa Bay getting the money here. I mean... Again, seldom are you going to get a two-time Stanley Cup championship team getting plus money on the money line for a game one spot. I think they're going to still have a great effort in this postseason. They were a little shaky to end the year, but now they'll pick it up like we talked about with Nick Elberg in the past, and that's what I'm banking on. So I'm taking Tampa Bay tonight on the money line plus 110. If they lose, well, then we'll look to back them at a better price for the series. We'll talk more on that next year on Rush Hour. Nick Elberga joining us. Stick with us. It's hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL playoffs. Throughout the postseason, you can place a three same game parlay of $10 or more on each round and receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. Think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. Seaside for details. Create your ideal combo with the same game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or at BetRivers.com. All righty, it is that time. As I just mentioned, the Stanley Cup playoffs are upon us, and we could not be any more excited here on Rush Hour. Again, I'm Danny Burke, your host. Welcome in. We're live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. The crowd filling up here for not only hockey postseason, but of course basketball. We'll get back to that in a little bit, but we do got to spend more time with the puck here. We're bringing in our pal Nick Alberga at the Golden Muzzy, where you can catch him on the tweets. I'm sure he'll be going all over the place throughout the postseason. Very entertaining. And Nick, my man, and thank you for making some time. I know you are pumped for tonight as well, and we've got plenty to discuss. So let's go ahead, jump right into it. Beginning with the first game, Carolina, Boston, the Hurricanes, a slight favorite here at home, minus 118. Despite them, Nick, missing their starting goalie in this game, how does that affect how you look to approach game one and then how you look to approach the series price? Because the series price is almost at a pick -em at this point. Yeah, and I think that's why it's at a pickup because of the uncertainty, Danny, surrounding Freddie Anderson. And I believe it was just revealed by Emily Kaplan of ESPN that at this point it seems unlikely Anderson will be in there for game two as well, uh, which 
you know, obviously could be a massive deterrent in people going the route of the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, we'll see as things move forward. You never know. We're not going to find out much. You know, could be throwing teams off as well here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. From this one and this perspective, I still like the Carolina Hurricanes. I think if there's a team that could withstand a loss to their number one goalie, it is Carolina. More so because of that system. And then number two, they're on home ice at PNC Arena. That place is always bumping uh, with a due respect, of course, to Boston. I think it's going to be a close series. I think it will go seven games. But I'm going to say that the Carolina Hurricanes draw first blood. So give me the Canes and the money line in this one. All right. That's what I like to hear because, you know, I've talked about it. Really, the one future that I got is the Hurricanes at yeah. about 11 to 1. So uh, not the best start missing Anderson. But like you said, hopefully they could still overcome that and get a nice dub and carry on against the Bruins. Now, a game that I did get involved in in terms of tonight specifically, Nick, is this Maple Leafs and Lightning game. We know you're very familiar with the Toronto organization and the squad. And, well, we all know what happens typically with the Maple Leafs in the postseason. And I was looking at this, Nick, from the perspective of rarely are you going to get a team like the Lightning who have accomplished what they have the past couple of seasons and getting them not only at a plus price for game one, but for the entire series. So I actually just played them in game one tonight at about plus 110 on the money line. And in terms of the series price, say, hey, they do win this game. Cool. I'll cash my money line ticket. If not, well, then maybe I'll look to get better value on the series price and then jump back in on Tampa Bay. Again, that's my perspective on how I believe the series is going to go down. How do you think it goes down, though? Well, firstly, I think it just shows you how many Toronto-based people or Toronto fans are are betting that it's pushing the line in favor of a team that hasn't won a playoff series in 18 years, hasn't won the Cup in 55 years. Uh, I, for one, am perplexed uh, that the defending two-time Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning are the underdog in this series, and that's taking nothing away from the season the Maple Leafs had. It's pretty amazing, the fact that they had a historical season for their organization, all the history to it, and oh yeah, you got to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, like you, I'm tailing you. I, I, I like Tampa in game one. I think furthermore to that point, the Leafs have lost four of the last six game ones. Uh, they like to surrender their first goal in game one too. So maybe look at that number as well. I do like a prop in this game. I think one of the storylines obviously for the Maple Leafs the last couple of years is Mitch Marner and his ineffectiveness in the regular season or in the postseason, I should say. He's riding an 18-game playoff drought in the postseason in terms of scoring. That I think could end tonight at plus 220. I think I would look at that. He had 29 goals in his final 46 outings of the season, 35 in total, which was a career high. And I think if there's one player riding into the Stanley Cup playoffs who would like to change the, the narrative significantly around their name, it's probably Mitch Marner, at least in these parts. Now, Nick, I was also talking about this perspective a tad bit, just based on the fact that Vasilevsky maybe not his strongest season. And, you know, against the Maple Leafs, a team that is really dominant offensively, he doesn't have the best numbers. They're not bad, but they're not spectacular. And you look at a guy like Campbell, he's done fairly well against Tampa Bay. But the thing that may kind of hold him back potentially is the lack of postseason experience. How important is that to you just from an analyst perspective and a betting perspective, looking at these two goalies, one maybe had a better regular season, but that one who had a better regular season doesn't have as much postseason experience. Yeah, the margin for error is so slim. And, you know, to be honest, with, with Jack Campbell's body of work, obviously the first half, he was incredible. He was involved in the Vesna conversation, but that really fell off a cliff. I will add, though, since he came back from injury, I think he's been much better. And certainly from that perspective, I think the margin for error is so thin when you're looking down the barrel of Andre Vasilevsky, for my money, could go down, will go down as one of the best goaltenders ever to play in the NHL. It's a tough ask. Uh, you know, I think in a perfect world, Jack Campbell provides serviceable goaltending. 
unfair to think it's going to be comparable to like the first half of the season. But I think if he can hold his own, um, Toronto does have the offense to outscore Tampa maybe four to seven times. But certainly that's one of the angles we're looking at in this series in general, Danny, is the goaltending. Because on paper, obviously, it's uh, certainly in favor of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, well, speaking of goaltending, this team addressed those needs throughout the regular season with this next series, Nick, which I think could arguably be the most entertaining one in the first round, and that's Minnesota and St. Louis. Now, the Wild are a home favorite for Game 1, minus 130. The Blues are plus 112. In terms of the series price at Bet Rivers, Minnesota minus 143, St. Louis plus 116. I know you have interest in both of these teams because you've been talking about the value with both of them respectively for to win the whole thing for quite some time, especially St. Louis. So now that they're going head to head, how do you look to handicap it? Well, it's sad, firstly, because it's a coin flip and a really, really good team will be ousted here in round one. Having said that, I think the winner of this series, and we assume Colorado is going to be Nashville here in the first round, they're going to give them a run for their money. I think both these teams are really, really good. Important to note that St. Louis Blues have nine different 20-goal scores, six for the Minnesota Wild. I'm very curious for the totals. I know we're looking at six and a half tonight, and the only reason why I bring that up, because in three meetings this season, 28 goals are scored. I think we saw a total of 18 power plays as well. So, like, I understand the playoffs is a different ball game, at least until the market adjusts a bit. I'll probably look at the over in this game. Having said that, you mentioned the goaltending. You know, I'm trying to set a line at how many goalies we see in this series because, quite frankly, I think we could see all four, whether it be Billy Husso, Jordan Binnington, uh, Cam Talbot, or, of course, Mark andre Fleury with the with the Minnesota Wild. It's going to be an incredible series. I, I think it goes seven games. Ultimately, I took the St. Louis Blues in seven. So at some point in time, they're going to have to find a way to win the first game. I don't know if it's going to be tonight. The Wild are a difficult team to beat, and honestly, home ice could play a big-time factor in this series. I'll just add too. I like a, a point prop in this game. Robert Thomas over a, a point, or over one assist or over 0.5 assists, I should say, at a plus 110. He had 57 helpers in 77 regular season games, including four and three against the Minnesota Wild. So I'm expecting a high-scoring series for everything we just mentioned too. Well, hey, we got one more tonight, Nick. Then we'll let you get to it. The Kings and the Oilers, Edmonton Lane, almost two dollars minus 195 to be exact at Bet Rivers for Game One. Kings catching plus 165. That totals at six in terms of the series. Edmonton minus 250. Los Angeles, two to one. What are we thinking for this one? Could we see an upset or are the odds a good representation of what's to come? You just never know, uh, and it's more so because of the Edmonton Oilers. I, I think a couple things I would bring up. There, there are another team trying to right some wrongs from last springtime where they're weirdly swept uh you know it's 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 just been a weird weird time for Edmonton although in the second half I thought they were outstanding under Jay Woodcroft so I think tone is like a big big buzzword in general I'm using in the first couple of days of the Stanley Cup playoffs a lot of these teams want to set a tone and maybe none bigger than Edmonton on home ice you're playing a Los Angeles team who knows it's the inferior opponent that have Philippe Deneau who's got history shutting down marquee players in the Stanley Cup playoffs and, oh, yeah, Drew Doughty's not playing for the Los Angeles Kings. So I know I'll likely get burned by this. I'm actually looking at the Edmonton puck line in this game because I expect them to show up in a big way. I like the Evander Kane shot prop. Uh, I know it's a steep price, but at over two and a half, he's got 33 shots on goal in the last six. He's cleared that number in 10 of the last 11, and he plays with Connor McDavid. Uh, I think we're all waiting for that signature postseason for McDavid and dry settle. And what better than this year, especially the way Mike Smith has been playing in between the pipes. So I, I like Edmonton to win this series and certainly like them uh, in a landslide tonight against L.A.
had to lay the puck in the hook with Edmonton plus 125. So some decent value if that could come through for you, which of course we'll be rooting for my man, Nick. Thank you as always for making some time. The postseason's finally here. Looking forward to enjoying it and seeing your tweets along the way, my friend. I am fired up. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> You got it. Nick Elberga, ladies and gentlemen, follow him along on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy. Always love getting his analysis for hockey, especially when it comes to the Stanley Cup postseason, arguably the best playoffs in all of sports. So we are absolutely looking forward to it again tonight, specifically for myself. I am taking Tampa Bay lightning on the money line plus 110 that's what i'm rocking with tonight so again we are very excited for that and what we're also excited for is the visa spring special folks it's here and guess what it's only 59 dollars, and you get everything visa has to offer from right now through the end of july so the next few months we know it's going to have some of the best betting content in the business you get adam burke's daily best bets in major league baseball jonathan von tobel with the nba and andy mcneil with the Stanley Cup playoffs and much more. Make sure you sign up now, $59, vcin.com slash spring. Adam Burke, coming next here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on vcin, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll get set up with multiple episodes a week great local sports betting content. All right, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. The network is Beeson. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Joining us now, what our uh, production team likes to call him, my long-lost stepbrother, Adam Burke. Ladies and gentlemen, he is also Beeson's betting analyst. You can catch him on Twitter at Skating Tripods and at Beeson.com. Has great write-ups every single day. All things baseball, recap of what happened the night before, looking at line movements, some of his best bets. Always refer to that when I'm looking to bet baseball. So a pleasure to have you on, Adam. Thank you for making some time. Let's jump right into it with some of the games tonight. Uh, first pitch in about a half hour or so, Toronto and New York were seeing the Blue Jays as a slight home underdog, plus 102. The Bronx Bombers minus a buck 18, and this totals at eight and a half. What stood out to you for this matchup tonight? Yeah, really interesting handicap here, especially because the Yankees are playing extremely well. And, and a lot of people are going to look at New York and say, well, yeah, they're beating up on the bums. You know, they've played a lot of bad teams throughout that stretch. But you know what? The reality is those are teams that you still need to beat. So, you know, they've done what they're supposed to do against the bad teams. Now they step up in class a little bit against the Toronto team that offensively is, is not really there right now. And in fact, I'm going to be writing about that in this week's point spread weekly. But Look, even though I think Toronto's offense is going to get better as we go forward here, I took the under eight and a half in this game. You know, one of the things that the Blue Jays have done with Ross Stripling, and I really like this, and I pay attention to this a lot early on in the season, they've had him stop throwing his fastball. His fastball usage is down over 11% this year, actually down over 12% this year. That was his worst pitch last season. So the teams that do the obvious thing and have guys throw their worst pitch less often tend to get better production out of those guys. So Ross Stripling has been really, really good here so far to start the year. He's in the top 3% in hard hit percentage, top 6% in average exit velocity. 
And Jordan Montgomery is a guy that really limits hard contact well. Also, he throws a lot of breaking balls. Even though these are two lineups that generally hit the ball very hard, I think these two pitchers can have success tonight. Both bullpens have been solid. Yankees have the best bullpen in baseball by F4. So I went ahead and took the under eight and a half here, and you know, it probably hasn't been a bad thing to take an under in most of these games so far. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Adam, speaking of pitchers who may have success tonight, and that's reflected by the total, is in this Atlanta Braves and New York Mets game. Six and a half at Bet Rivers is the total we are seeing. Now, there is a little bit of juice to the over minus 120, but man, I mean, this game in terms of the money line, basically a pick em, but again, a short total of six in the hook. Uh, do you thinking that that's going to be the outcome? Two top pitchers here, you get free to get Bassett. Is it going to be a lower scoring game? I think it should be a lower scoring game. I mean, up until last night on Sunday Night Baseball, a game that we did, that we were updating live on the run line with Holden Kushner, um, you know, there had been 6.6 runs per game scored in games at City Field, and Mets opponents had only scored 22 runs over those nine games. Obviously, last night we saw the 16-run explosion, which was definitely the outlier uh, of the games that the Mets have played at home here so far. Probably does get back to normal tonight with Max Fried and Chris Bassett, a couple of well above average starting pitchers. I do lean a little bit with Atlanta here just because it was kind of a long night and a long game last night for the Mets, but the Mets obviously playing very well. The Braves still trying to find their way. That's why this total sitting here at six and a half, despite the 16 runs yesterday, it's been very, very low scoring at City Field so far. this season. All right, Adam, this next game, I was looking into it and I'm, I was kind of scratching my head a little bit, so I'm glad I get to ask you about it because I was just more curious where this line movement or why this line movement was going that way. And that's with Houston and Seattle. So the Astros are now up to about minus a buck 37 against the Mariners who are at plus 118. So you get Odorizzi, you get Gonzalez, and these pitchers dueled off, what, about a week or two ago, whatever it was. And Odorizzi had a terrible outcome in that game. So now you're seeing the market kind of show some respect for him. Is that just because he had a good recent outing and we're assuming he's going to get back into his true form? Or what do you think that could be a representation of? So there's a shortcut that you can look at in Major League Baseball to kind of figure out line moves. And I call it the ERA FIP discrepancy, which is the difference between earn run average and fielding independent pitching. Marco Gonzalez on the year has a 386 ERA, but a 587 FIP. So when you see a low ERA and a high FIP, especially a gap of that magnitude, that's a pitcher that's in line for some negative regression, probably going to struggle sooner rather than later. On the flip side for Odorizzi, six ERA, but a 455 FIP. So the implication there being that he's probably in line for some better fortunes. His numbers should improve sometime here in the not too distant future. So when you see a game where you've got two pitchers who sort of fit that mold, one guy who looks like he's in line for negative regression, one guy who looks like he's in line for some positive regression, you tend to see a line move in that scenario. And furthermore, it's not just a one-year thing with Marco Gonzalez. Last season, if you look at him, he had a really big ERA and FIP discrepancy. His ERA was 396, but his FIP was 528. So he's a guy that the market wanted to bet against at the start of the season to begin with, and now they have additional fodder for doing so. Want to try and anticipate line moves that are out there. Look at a pitcher's ERA, compare it to his FIP. If the ERA is a lot lower, line's probably moving against him. If the ERA is a lot higher, line's probably moving on him. 
Now, Adam, aside from just the pitching matchup for this game, tell us about the Astros a tad bit in terms of their offense or lack thereof. Is this something that's just getting off to a slow start? I mean, I know, like you've mentioned, we've talked about the ball and it's affecting a lot of teams, but Houston, we're used to them being a strong hitting team. Is this something that may just be the nature of their squad the whole year, or is it something that'll finally flip around at some point? I think it's kind of interesting. I think it'll be something that we'll have to kind of wait and see. Another reason why this line's moving a little bit, too, is because Jose Altuve is supposed to be back tonight for Houston, and he's been on a rehab assignment. I think it was a quad injury or a groin injury, one of the two, but he's expected to be back tonight. Houston's not hitting for any power right now, and interestingly enough, they've played 16 of their 22 games away from home. Now, the yeah. Humidor's in all 30 parks. I'll be really interested to see how things go at Minute Maid Park because the ballpark plays very different when the roof is closed, as opposed to when the roof is open. So that is something that you want to try and figure out before this game goes off. But I'm curious to see how the humidor kind of affects that. Being a retractable roof facility, like a lot of the other ones that have had humidors, like Seattle's had one. I mean, they put one in Miami last year as well. So I'll be curious to see how that kind of plays out for Houston. But that's the biggest thing for them right now. They're not hitting for any power. And that's pretty surprising to me. They also only have a 288 on base percentage. Very low batting average on balls in play. This offense is too good to keep performing at this level, but there's some sort of disconnect here, and I've yet to figure out what it is. All right, Adam, final game we'll get into tonight. The late one out in Oakland. The A's are plus 140 as the home dog against Tampa Bay, who's laying minus 165. Another short total here, seeing six in the hook, minus 124 to the over, plus 104 to the under. What are we thinking here? You know, this is a scenario to me where, where water finds its level. And the Oakland A's are a team that I've been trying to fade here of late because they got off to a much better start than they actually are as a team. They were hitting well with men in scoring position. They were getting the multi-run homers. They weren't hitting solo shots. They were hitting three-run homers. So it kind of obscured how bad this offense actually is. Lately, we've seen how bad this offense actually is. Drew Rasmussen's a guy that typically winds up being an extreme ground ball guy, though, and the Tampa Bay Rays have really struggled with their infield defense so far. Josh Fleming has not had much success. He got knocked around a little bit yesterday because ground balls are just finding holes against this Tampa Bay defense. So I'm kind of intrigued with the over in this game, even though it's juiced at minus 120, minus 125, and is a low total of six and a half. I don't believe in this Oakland offense, but the way that Rasmussen attacks hitters by inducing ground balls is not a really sound strategy with how Tampa Bay has played defensively. So it, I guess you could maybe make a case for Oakland at the plus money price, but I'm, I'm kind of a little bit more interested in the total here, and it may be something that I have a, a small, very small piece of action on here tonight. Sense. Well, hey, Adam, really quick, like 30 seconds before we let you go. I know we talked about it before and the ball kind of being deadened and you're seeing a lack of runs. Has that affected how you've approached totals? Have you really been betting overs frequently or is it unders or nothing early on here? It is starting to normalize a little bit here, Danny, where the overs are kind of coming back into play a little bit because of those market adjustments. And I mean, look, just for one example here today, this Zach Gallon and Pablo Lopez game that starts right about now, this total is actually going to close six at some places, which is simply remarkable. You don't see totals of six in Major League Baseball, but I think that's a pretty big indicator of kind of where we stand right now.
Yeah, no kidding. Sometimes we'd see first five totals of six at Coors Field, and now we're seeing it for full games. It's insane. But you're right, Adam. It's wonky, and we'll see how it kind of evens out throughout the course of this season. But thank you for making some time, as always, and we'll look forward to your write-ups this week. Appreciate it. Thanks, Danny. You got it. Adam Burke, folks, follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. And again, it's write-ups, BSIN.com, all things Major League Baseball. He has got you covered. Speaking of Major League Baseball, let me tell you two futures bets in terms of the Cy Young Award that I pulled the trigger on last week. That'll be next right here as we wrap up Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now, VEASAN is offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every single race. Plus, you get best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre-order your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash Derby Guide. That's V-S-I-N.com slash Derby Guide. All righty, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5. As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. Well, we were talking baseball last segment with our guy Adam Burke. I wanted to keep talking about that a little bit more so. So speaking of, well, Twitter in general, about a week and a half, or, uh, week and a half ago, excuse me, or so, I was looking at some of these odds during the day, and we didn't really have enough time to talk about it throughout the show, so I tweeted it out. I'm like, hey, uh, these odds are looking pretty. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pretty decent for Pablo Lopez, who's pitching right now and maybe sacrificing a run against the Diamondbacks, but his odds were about 40 to 1. And it's incredibly early. That's understood. I get it's a very long season. But based on how he had already been doing it, about three starts, and based on where his value was, I thought it was too hard to pass up. All right? And, well, he just gave up a two-run homer at that point. So this is going to make this segment kind of funnier. But nevertheless, uh, Pablo Lopez, again, I took him at about 40 to 1. You could get his numbers before he just threw that home run at about 25 to 1. But, again, the point being is coming into this game tonight, Pablo Lopez has been arguably the best pitcher in baseball. He had the number one ERA in Major League Baseball. Again, that's going to change after that home run. But aside from that, in 23.1 innings pitch, this guy was 3-0, allowed just 13 hits, 
Now it's had three earned runs, but before it was one, had four walks and 23 strikeouts. And the market was not adjusting accordingly, okay? And his ERA was 0.39, 2.59 XFIP, 0.73 WHIP, and he didn't allow any home run until I cursed him talking about him right now. And then his BABIP was 224, 94% left on base percentage. The point being is that early on right now, in some of these futures markets at these books, they're not adjusting big time with some of these pitchers. MVP is a little bit more focused in on, and you can separate, it seems like, some of those top guys naturally from some of the farther guys. But pitcher, you know, you could get a random guy just having a great year every now and then. I mean, take, for example, Lucas Giolito type. He was one of the worst pitchers in baseball several years back, came back, and had a really good season. Now he's considered as one of the top pitchers in Major League Baseball, right? So pitchers can kind of come around and surprise you a little bit. So maybe that's why sometimes, aside from that, it's very early in the beginning of the year, you're getting better value on these guys. So again, I tweeted it out at about 40 to 1, but again, at 25 to 1, I'm still going to give that out as a play for him at NL Cy Young. All right. I think he has what it takes to be a deep pitcher throughout the course of this season. And the Marlins, look, they got a solid rotation. They can hit well enough to still be competitive and help him win games. And his numbers early on have been tremendous. So this is more of a value play for something that may not be even close to there once you come to like July, August. And of course, at the end of the year, heading into the fall. So Pablo Lopez was a guy that I took a flyer on. And again, you could get him still at about 25 to 1 if you shop around. Looking at the other side of things, the AL Cy Young, who's the guy that stood out to me? Well, I was recording for another show that I do called Bet on Chicago here in the Chicagoland area, WLS 890 AM on Saturday evenings. And I was just kind of scrolling through the AL Cy Young list and I was kind of caught off guard. I wasn't expecting to really see this and, and play it, but because of the value, I ended up making a bet. And that was Logan Gilbert of the Seattle Mariners. I mean, he's been great. You've been seeing what he's been doing lately. And I was appalled to see that his odds were 32 to one. Now, I'm not really going to get into the details, but I only got about 21% of the actual bet amount I wanted on it. And then the odds shifted from 32 to 1 after I put that in to 20 to 1. So then I went to another book. I put it down at 22 to 1 for Logan Gilbert. If you're looking right now, though, the best odds you can get, it seems, is about 20 to 1 for Logan Gilbert. So, yeah, I'm kind of salty about that, but that's a conversation for another day. Nevertheless, I still think there's some great value with Logan Gilbert to be had at about the 20 to 1 range. So you look at his numbers and five games started for Gilbert. He's got a record of 4-0 in 28 innings pitched. He's allowed just two earned runs. He's walked just eight batters in 27 strikeouts. He's been a stud. And the two earned runs were just two solo shots. Now his ERA is 0.64, number two in baseball. Assuming we'll, we'll see what Pablo Lopez ends up doing tonight. Uh, his XFIP is a little bit higher, 3.44. He's got a 0.93 whip. A 225 BABIP, which of course batting average of balls in play, league average is 300, by the way, and his left on base percentage 99.2%. That's incredible. This Seattle Mariners team not only is just going to be slowly improving, is what we've thought, but if they're getting in the limelight a little bit more so because of their talent and Logan, uh, Logan Gilbert is leading that, of course, that's going to help boost him and his chances to win the AL Cy Young Award. And the numbers have been showing thus far. We talked with Paul Sporer, and he loved a guy like Logan Gilbert even before I looked to place his bet. That's why I looked at him like, man, 32 to 1, that's incredible. These odds have not adjusted. I made the bet, and well, you know, it's adjusted a lot of places. But there was so much discrepancy with Logan Gilbert, because again, he was as high as 32 to 1. Heck, and then he was as low as 14 to 1. 
So do your shopping, make these different books available to you, and look at these odds that present some value early on. I'm not saying that it's a lock, of course, but in terms of the value, you're investing in this right now. And because of what we have already seen, it's a relatively small sample size, of course. We're about a month into the season. But if you can envision these guys not necessarily doing as dominant as they are right now, that's really hard to maintain, of course. But they can still be at the top of the list. And when you have this conversation toward the end of the summer, I'm sure they're not going to have as much value as they do right now. So it could be worth a flyer on those two guys. Again, Pablo Lopez now, you're getting about like 25 to 1. And Logan Gilbert at about 20 to 1. And I think it is going to help if the Mariners are going to be a better team. And Logan Gilbert can be leading the way as their ace. And that's the thing about some of these other pitchers. You got to consider the team they're on because their win-loss stat will get kind of, you know, to put it simply screwed because of how bad their team may be. So that's how you kind of got to separate some of these guys as well. But those are two Cy Young Award uh, bets that I did make as of right now. So Pablo Lopez, you could get him anywhere 25 to 1. And then again, Logan Gilbert at about 20 to 1 for a couple of Major League Baseball futures bets that we have added throughout the beginning stages of this season. So that's the long haul of what we're looking at. Let me recap before we head out here on Rush Hour what we have to look forward to this evening specifically. So just to recap, in terms of the NBA action, we got one prop tonight, and that's going to be Chris Paul and that Suns and Mavericks game. We are banking on him to record a double-double tonight. The odds are minus 134. Chris Paul has been racking it up with his assists lately, and I like the price of him to get a double-double, assuming he can at least get 10 points or more instead of doing the 10-and-a-half assists. Well, you just need him to get the 10 assists, and then, of course, you know, you're relying on him to at least put up 10 points or more. He got a double-double in 34 out of 65 games throughout the course of the regular season, and he had a really strong sample size already against Dallas in the regular season, right? He averaged 15 points and 13 assists, and in three regular season meetings, he recorded a double-double in two out of three of them. Got seven points, 14 assists in one meeting, 18 points, 14 assists in another, and then 20 points and 11 assists in the most recent outing. And in this postseason, man, he's been racking it up, averaging 22.3 points per game, 11.3 assists per contest in that first-round series against the Pelicans. He got a double-double in four out of those six games. I'm hoping and expecting him to do the same tonight. So Chris Paul marked me down for betting him to get a double-double. And then for hockey, we talked about it with Nick Alberga as well, but this Tampa Bay Lightning-Toronto Maple Leafs series Maple Leafs are kind of a hard team to trust, and I'm going to look to back the Lightning in this individual game. Game one tonight, plus 110 was the value you saw at some shops, and here at Bet Rivers earlier, they were plus 110. The market's giving them a little respect, though, because now they're down to plus 107. But what it comes down to is just who has the experience? Who has the depth? Who do you have more trust in? And for me, that coincides with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Seldom are you going to get a two-time Stanley Cup championship team at plus 110 for the game one in the round one series. And obviously just to win the series, you could get them as high as about plus 110. So I'm going to take them for game one tonight. And if they lose this one, then you know what? We'll look to see what kind of value we can get for them to win the entire series and then look to bounce back and bet that. Because even if they lose game one, so what? It's a long series. This team is experienced. They know how to not get flustered. Toronto, I don't know if you could say the same, but that's how we're looking to handicap the affairs in hockey tonight. So give me the Tampa Bay Lightning on the money line this evening at plus 110. Otherwise, that's all I got this evening, folks. Just two bets 
We'll be back tomorrow with plenty more, a lot more NBA to look forward to. Like I said, uh, we still got plenty of action with that Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics series. It's a great win out of Milwaukee, and that was really with Giannis. I mean, he had great plays here and there, but it really wasn't his top performance per se. That just shows you how good this Milwaukee team still is. So we're looking forward to watching that and seeing if we could still get a decent price potentially on the Warriors against the Grizzlies. They were missing Draymond for a majority of that. Hey, and back in the mix, Warriors could be looking decent. So we'll look forward to that tomorrow. Best of luck with all your action tonight. Thank you for tuning in, folks. Until tomorrow, take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.